This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We're going to talk about an issue that is gaining some traction in the state of Indiana. It's cannabis legalization. And with us to talk about this is a group that has really is really spearheading the charge. There's actually legislation in front of uh, the state of Indiana right now. Light years in terms of movement this year. The group is called Higher Fellowship. With us are uh, uh, Bobby Young as well as da- uh, David Phipps. Guys, how are we doing today? Really good. Thanks for having us. Dave, move that microphone up just a little bit. There we go. Perfect. Excellent. Thanks. Okay, so uh, Bobby, we'll start with you. What is Higher Fellowship? The Higher Fellowship, we are a pro-marijuana organization fighting for the legalization of cannabis. We are a local grassroots nonprofit. Um, We're about a year old. Um, We formed last year. Um, There are several of us that were involved in different groups and... uh, you know, I kind of always wanted to do something different. Um, I reached out to Dave and a, another member, and from the very beginning, they were both a thousand percent on board, and we just went and ran, and here we are. David, how'd you get involved? Well, uh, I was a caretaker for my father. Uh, passed. He recently passed. I guess about a year and a half ago. Uh, he suffered from advanced Parkinson's and. Uh, esophageal stomach cancer and uh, through being this caretaker and seeing just witnessing firsthand the suffering that uh, Hoosier patients go through and the you know this is suffering that medicinal cannabis can help with I began looking in on it more and more and once I learned enough I felt morally obligated to get involved in the state so uh, you guys are kind of you're putting the the full court press on this year Um, why this year is do you feel like we have a friendly legislature what kind of inspired you guys to get to get rolling I feel like one the higher fellowship did something extraordinary last year 
we started something we'd never seen done in the state of Indiana. We decided, um, okay, what's the best way to bring awareness? You have to go out to the people, and there became the 92-county rally tour. you got to make people see you. We have to make people see us, um, and we feel it doesn't matter if there's one. We've had up to 179. We're spread in education. We come professional. We... um, bring out local politicians to the area of course it was um election year so we had a lot of candidates but we have found that more politicians support this now than ever and i think dave spending a lot of time in the state house me kind of popping up here and there we've established relationships and we can look politicians in the eyes and say really you're afraid to lose votes um we lost a member about a month and a half ago and we had a meeting with the senator and he looked us in our eyes and said i am afraid to speak out publicly i do not want to lose votes our response to him was sir we lost a member who cannabis could have helped their life could have better qualified the life and i think getting in there looking them in the eyes and being real and saying here we're your hugers look me in my face and tell me why dave uh yeah i i am honestly uh, quite surprised and pleasantly uh, optimistic at this year's uh, legislation with cannabis uh, in Indiana. This has actually proven to be one of the most nonpartisan issues in our state. Uh, most bills, uh, we, we know where Democrats stand on it, and many people thought Republicans were against this. Well, you know, with this record number of 11 bills that we have this year, most of them have been submitted by Republicans. And uh, this is absolutely a nonpartisan issue. Uh, just we're all Hoosiers that want to help our fellow Hoosiers, and that's that goes for every party. So, get our, uh, get our guest is uh, David Phipps as well as uh, Bobby Young. They're with a group called Higher Fellowship, uh, advocating for legalization of cannabis in the state of Indiana. You guys are taking the show on the road, as you said. You've got uh, rallies planned. Is it all all ninety two counties? Is that right? Um, we will eventually hit all ninety two. We know that's um, a very big um, objective to hit. But we will most likely hit about 50 counties this early this summer and then late this summer. Our tour will go to about October until the weather breaks. So I think people will be surprised how many counties we are able to hit. But the 92-county rally tour will not stop until the day that Hoosiers receive exactly what we feel they need. We'll get to that in just a second. Dave, what do what the rallies do for you guys? What do they do for the cause? Well, the rallies are very important for what we're trying to accomplish in this state. Uh, it's, it's one of the biggest things that have been holding this movement back in Indiana is the stigma that's been put in place through the years, uh, the, neg- the negative false information that was never backed by any science uh, that's been put out there through the years. It's got, it has people scared to come out and, and show their support. So the main mission for the 92-county rally tour would be to encourage our fellow Hoosiers to, to come out and show their support and uh, be proud that you do support an issue for our state that's going to help so many of our fellow Hoosiers. Uh, this is not something you should be afraid of. This is something you should be proud of. So that's the main message we're trying to get out to these counties. All right, we're going to take a break here from our underwriters. When we come back, Higher, Higher Fellowship's doing something very smart, and we're going to talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about some of these big bills that are actually in front of the Indiana legislature dealing with cannabis legalization. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. 
Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. On the show, we're talking about cannabis legalization. It's a big year for that in uh, Indiana. A lot of bills in front of the Indiana legislature. And with us to talk about that today, uh, Bobby Young and David Phipps of uh, Higher Fellowship. They're a group advocating for this all across the state, rallies all across the state. And one of the things you guys are doing that I think is very smart that hasn't been done in previous years is uh, gradual implementation. One bill at a time, not going for the whole just legalized <laughs> marijuana talk about the strategy behind trying to to make minor gains that may someday become major gains well uh we we for well of course we support full legalization for this state and uh that is the end goal but our goal first of all has to be getting the medicine to the patients that need it take care of those patients who need it and then move on from there and we see that with today's political environment in this state uh, to make our senators, our uh, House of Reps, just our legislators uh, more comfortable with the situation. It's just, it's very obvious that it's going to take several steps, uh, beginning with CBD, 
once they see the positive uh, re results from that, then we'll be moving on to medicinal in the very near future, and we will be continuously adding more and more patients that can be covered under that medicinal bill, and we'll just keep going from there. And, you know, Dave kind of hit the nail on the head, um, and you as well. When we talk about Indiana, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is Bible Belt. You don't even have alcohol sales on Sunday. Yeah, you guys are trying to get marijuana legalized in a place that doesn't even have Sunday alcohol sales. <laughs> well, you know, it's the stigma, and I think that whether you're doing something good or not, you have to look at it from a business point of view, and... From a business point of view, we understand completely that the baby step of medical is that first stigma breaker. We officially broke the stigma just by the politicians getting that bill in, getting it passed. It says, aha, bells are ringing. We're learning about marijuana, cannabis. Um, we prefer to say cannabis, but we have done several rallies, several events, and we have learned that's our biggest hurdle is educating people on that word. Um, so forgive me if I go back between the word marijuana and cannabis. Well, one of the is is one. Let me ask: is one of the issues that we're seeing that people of my generation, I'm in my early 30s, are now starting to come into the state legislature, and my generation tends to be more open to say hey, if you're doing something and it's not harming other people and you're not a threat to society, live and let live. That's a major part of it. Uh, the older represent the older legislators are beginning to leave the state house and the younger crowd is beginning to move in. Uh, and yes, that's, if nothing else, starting to steer the conversation in the other direction in the state house. And that is absolutely helping big time. Now, Bobby, you want to add to that at all? Um, I will say that I myself am in my 30s, um, and I believe that the conversation is number one. There, you, We talk about the younger politicians moving in, but if you go back to look at the 11 marijuana bills that were submitted, almost all of those politicians are well above 30. You have Karen, you have Sue, who are well above their 40s. So I think that old is meeting new and that too many people are saying, hang on, wait, what if it, no one's hurting or if you're over 21, you should be able to do what you want to do. And I think people are starting to recognize um, our correctional facilities and how many people are in there for cannabis. They sort of took a step with this a couple of years ago and they, they do this in government all the time where they admit things without admitting it. They basically admitted these people, the cannabis users, pose no threat to society when they did the criminal reform bill, uh, which Sturwald authored. And they basically said, we're not going to put these people in prison anymore on, on most levels. And counties, it's your job to deal with them because they know the counties can't deal with them. So basically, they said it without si saying it, didn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. They've been doing that over and over. And that's where... Dave, myself, and the Higher Fellowship comes in. We are right here standing on the sidelines ready to highlight any of those moments. You know, when it comes to the uh, cannabis laws in Indiana, uh, it, it, it's literally, uh, it goes with the definition of insanity. They are, they are trying the same thing over and over again every year continuously adding to the amount of money that they're spending on a, attempting the same thing each year, never 
not one of those years have they accomplished what they're trying to accomplish. They haven't even diminished the numbers of users or, or anything like the, what they're trying to accomplish. The only thing these laws are accomplishing is keeping the essential medicine from the Hoosier patients that need it so desperately. And meanwhile, our state is wasting $150 million plus every year to enforce, simply enforce, cannabis laws in this state that doesn't include housing our citizens, our innocent citizens, once they are locked up for this. Uh, this is money that could be going to battling our opioid epidemic. It could be buying better armor for our police officers to fight, to fight the increasing violent crime in our cities. Uh, this is, you have to look at it. We, we have a limited amount of money to work with in this state, and you have to set your priorities here. Now, you know, what's more important uh, with that $150 million you're spending on enforcing marijuana laws, you know, wouldn't it be better spent to enforce opioid or heroin or uh, uh, crack or any of these other worse drugs that are killing people, you know? and uh, Or wouldn't it be better spent to give more armor and better protection and more officers for our So, Dave, police? you just touched on an interesting point, which we need to go to, which is presentation. And normally when people think of the cannabis legalization people, they think of Cheech and Chong or Jeff Spicoli <laughs> rolling out of a van. You guys have been so professional with your presentation and you just mentioned supporting police. Like money should go to support. Absolutely. You're not against the man. No, no. this is. I want to make it clear. This is not a law enforcement issue. This is a legislation issue. Correct. And right now, these our legislators are putting our law, our law enforcement in a tough spot here. They're they they are telling them to go out and risk their lives to fight this black market that the law itself created. They're telling them to go out there and risk their lives to enforce this thing. And, and I, I just I think it's a complete waste of time, uh, assets. Uh, it's too dangerous for our police officers. You know, it's, it's absolutely this is a legislation issue. Yeah, I hosted a forum. This has been several months ago now, and it was on uh, America's Fu by America's Future Foundation about criminal justice reform and things like this. And one of the things that I walked away with and without indicting anyone or, and or yourselves, you can you can speak to this, that we're trying to police a problem that is unpoliceable. Look, can you speak to anybody that wants access to marijuana can probably get it right now, right, right on now. the black market? I mean, well, first and foremost, let's take a step back and say there are several states in the United States of America where any American may go and legally purchase Cannabis, right. including our nation's capital, Washington D.C. I mean, our favorite saying is, uh, "Well, never mind." I'm not gonna. But it's part you, of. It's, go ahead, Dave. But you're absolutely right. You can go. I'm sure, uh, less than a block away from this radio station right here, you could find it if you tried hard enough. It is not keeping it off the streets. It's only keeping it. From the patients who need it. and it's, President yeah. Trump has used the phrase bad hombres in terms of <laughs> dealing with people that are coming across the border. And that's probably also emboldened bad people to sell the product and make money, right? Okay, the number one thing that the legalization of marijuana in the United States, we it has done to the drug cartels what the war on drugs has never ever been able to do and i want to highlight that this is the reason that you see the the bad drugs coming in like the heroin and and, and the methamphetamines the mexican drug cartel has lost millions of dollars in the legalization 
Um, you know, it's a drug cartel. Obviously, they have to keep that money coming, so you start seeing the harder drugs. Now, it would only make sense if the U.S. and the state of Indiana would combat that with allowing people to get off the drugs by using cannabis. And and it, it comes back to David's point, which I thought was so eye-opening that he used the term, hey, we should be using that extra money to help the police. You guys aren't, again, it goes back, and it goes back to presentation, which you guys are doing a nice job with, which is you're not saying legalize every drug. You're not for black tar oh, heroin or things no. like that. No, our, our, you know, our case is, uh, look, cannabis is legal in many of states. It's legal in some form in almost every state. We're one of the few states left that has not done anything with this. And uh, you have to think about it. Cannabis is a non-toxic drug that cannot kill people. You can't overdose from this. Now, when it comes to alcohol, that can kill you. When it comes to these pills that people are taking, any prescription pill just about, it can kill you. It's toxic. Uh, even water, too much water or too much coffee, that can kill you. Cannabis, non-toxic, the only way cannabis will kill you is if you're under a ton of it and it falls on you. That's it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, uh, after we hear from our underwriters, we're going to talk about the key bills that are in front of the Indiana legislature this year. There are several. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We're speaking with Bobby Young as well as David Phipps. They're with a group called Higher Fellowship. They're advocating for cannabis legalization in the state of Indiana. It's a big year for cannabis legalization. All sorts of bills in front of the Indiana legislature. Uh, guys, let's just get right to it. What are a couple of the bills that you guys are really paying attention to this year? Well, uh let's start with this is a historical year for the state of indiana we have for the first time in the history of our state 11 medicinal cannabis related bills submitted to the assembly uh, and for the first time in our state's history we actually had one of these bills move through a senate committee and move through the senate and now going to the house of reps now through the past uh, we've seen similar cbd bills move unanimously through the house so that being said, we know Senate Bill 15, the bill that moved through the Senate, uh, we expect that, fully expect it to unanimously pass through the House. And what is the bill? Okay, the bill is CBD, it's cannabidiol. It originally was derived from hemp, but they changed the wording to where it's now cannabidiol, which is CBD. Uh, 
from any cannabis strain as long as it meets the THC and CBD standards, which I believe offhand uh, 0.5% THC is, or at least 0.5% CBD and uh, uh, no more than 0.03 THC. So uh, as long as it meets those standards, then it will be legal to treat epileptic patients, intractable epileptic patients of all ages. Uh, intractable epilepsy, that means at least three other forms of epileptic medications hasn't worked for you. That's when you would qualify for this treatment. And, uh, and yeah, originally it was intended for only under 18, where, again, they changed the wording to where it covers all ages And now. you think this will become law this year? I think that it will move through the House unanimously. Our speed bump, if you will, our mm. next hurdle will be the governor's desk. Now, that being said, I know that the governor voiced against medicinal cannabis at the past gubernatorial, this past gubernatorial debate, the last one. Now, that being again, with that said, I know he's a good man. He, is, uh, he has a good heart, and he cares for the people. I know this. So I know that as long as we present to him in an appropriate manner the facts on the table and show him that the public is behind this, then we'll have no problem getting him to sign it. And uh, But in order to get that message out, we need people to come to our town hall meeting. Okay, so tell 16th. us about the town hall. Well, the, the town hall meeting will be number two, the f number one town hall meeting. The first one was in the north atrium of the state house. It was uh, two, three days before Senate Bill 15 passed through the house. That town hall helped make history and get it through the Senate. But now, number two, the second town hall meeting will be in the same north atrium of the state house on March 16th, beginning at 11.45 a.m. We will have Senator Talion going on stage at noon. Representative Arrington will also be participating again, and I expect to have a few other legislators participating this time. And our mission is going to be to encourage our governor to sign Senate Bill 15 into law immediately when it gets to his desk so we can hurry up and get the treatment to these epileptic patients that need it. And to go along with that, we will be encouraging our legislators to start writing more, cannabis, more medicinal cannabis bills for next assembly. Main, being mainstream is hard sometimes, but you guys have decided to step this mission into the mainstream. It's you got to deal with the legislature. Absolutely. And what took so long? Because you guys have gotten so far so fast with just, as you said, just sitting down with people and, and working within the system. It, it, it seems quite fast, but I promise uh, I myself have been involved in the cannabis movement since I was 18. And since then, you know, everyone's been working but I think the number one thing that has changed and made um, monumental strides in this state is the Higher Fellowship because we are going at this a completely different way. You cannot look at myself, nor can you look at Dave, and you cannot put us in the hippie, stoner, <laughs> whichever. We laugh, we laugh about that, but it's very important. It is very important. Um I'm kind of the wild card. I sometimes do catch a lot of crap because I'm known to throw on a cannabis hat or a cannabis shirt. And um, it took me a long time just to realize, okay, you're looking at me funny. Let me remove my hat and maybe you'll take me a little more seriously. And it just opened my eyes to how bad the stigma is. So it took a lot of time to kind of refine ourselves and say, okay, going to the state house every day talking to them having them come and meet with us that 
was number one, and the politicians have been able to express to us their concerns. You know, they say, well, are you going to wear that cannabis hat if I come and speak? And I can say, no, I'll dress up today. <laughs> and that sounds like a small thing, but it is a big deal to those guys because they're so image conscious. Absolutely. The, the, the most important, one of the most important things about uh, dealing with uh, the, legislature, the legislature and uh, others in this movement is it's all about uh, giving the movement the respectable professional image that it deserves to move through the house and, uh, that our legislators need to feel safe to support this. You know, if you, if you are for this movement and you're say, I don't know, insulting Republicans because you happen to disagree with them, but you're running this movement, you need Republicans on your side. They you need run, a lot of them. Yeah. They run, yeah. they are the power in this state. Now, so why would you ever want to do that? And and the same goes for Democrats. You know, why would you want to insult that party? You know, our, our main thing is we want to stay nonpartisan. We represent every single Hoosier of every single party, and we want to get this done for every single one of them. And, and I think uh, that is helping us tremendously. Okay, guys, if people want to know more, you mentioned the State House rally, but if people want to know more about the movement, if they want to know more about the bills, how can they go about learning about this? Um, the first thing that they should do is go to facebook.com forward slash higher fellowship they can also visit our webpage at the higherfellowship.org um, that is where we have our 92 county rally schedule here soon we will have um, all of the 11 cannabis bills that were submitted this year on our website even though we know Many of them aren't going anywhere. We at least want the general public to have knowledge. It's historic that they're out there. It, yeah, it is. Absolutely. And um, I think that you could talk to almost everyone and they wouldn't know anything about what's inside the meat of the bills. Sure. Um, because we do, um, we did have a politician kind of change route. Karen Talion in the past had focused a little bit on legalizing marijuana in generally, and she's. Um, kind of like us right now focusing directly on medical because unfortunately we do realize that is the very first steps we're going to have to take and it'll, it, it took us a while you know a simple thing like taking off a hat makes a dramatic difference in this state and it's it it's unfortunate but Dave and I we are the voice of the voiceless we are the the picture perfect ideal of what Indiana should be and that stigma we have to break it and when people are afraid look at us think how we feel yeah Dave closing <laughs> thoughts uh, well I just uh, yeah the the stigma it's important to get rid of that uh, uh, just just totally kill the stigma and and everyone who wants to be a part of this movement i ask you to join us in representing it in the appropriate way uh we should always be professional respectful and uh that's what's going to accomplish it for our state and uh yeah just again i want every single hoosier out there to know that you know we're doing this for you and uh we need your help on this uh so please again like bobby joe said go to facebook.com forward slash higher fellowship like us 
follow us, share our events and our page to your friends and make sure they do the same. That's how you get Indiana's cannabis revolution to continue to grow as it's been growing through this past year. All right. Hey, don't forget if you miss any part of today's show, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Totally free of charge. As always, our podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, 
progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.